Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round four, 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain. Joining me is a man who had a run-in with a junior umpire. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, g'day, buddy. I, uh, I didn't think this was going to get reported. It was one of those things. It's just an incident that happens at uh, local footy almost, almost every weekend. And it happened to Michael Christian. He's got, uh, you know made the news and I just thought mine just would have uh, slipped through the net. But um, I guess, I guess the difference was is that uh, the umpire that I had uh, took umbrage with, it was about a junior football game, but it was about a junior football game from 1988 <laughs> when I still don't agree that that was a push in the back. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I nudged that little fuckhead under the ball <laughs> and I marked it in the goal square and that would have won us the game. And the umpire said, no, you pushed him in the back. And so I've sat on it for 30 years. Oh, for 30 years, yeah. I mean, you have a, you have a reunion party for it. Um, oh, you know, that was filthy. And so once, once you find out an address, mm-hmm. what else are you supposed to do? <laughs> you know, you've got to take advantage of it. So anyway, I, I go around to his house and like, I, I don't... I don't want to bother his family. No. So I do what any man would do, and I wait in his backyard. <laughs> right? And eventually he comes out, and I was like, ah. Oh, oh. Did John he remember Michaels. you? Not really. It took a lot of explaining. <laughs> he said that uh, he doesn't even – he goes, I, I umpired like five games in that league. And I said, well, you, you, cost, me, you cost me victory. You fucking, you fucking asshole. Every childhood dream, kicking the winning goal. Yeah, exactly. He took that away from me. He stole – basically, my life has been uh, – It's all been downhill from there. Yeah, that, that was going to be my – I reckon it was like a fork in the road for me. If uh, I kick that goal, yep. there's a burgeoning AFL career. Yep, yeah. Gave you that confidence. Yeah, people with the scouts would have come down because it would have been, would have been zoned back then too. Yeah, I, I was – I mean, I, you know – What zone were you in? You would have been Essendon, wouldn't you? I would have been, yeah. And yeah, as much gotcha. as I didn't want to play for the Bombers, and it's probably a good... That, no, actually, I probably would have turned it down. Yeah, you would have stood out of the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, there you go, mate. Uh, here's a five-year deal. Yep. Uh, of, for, of what? Back, well, by the time... When did you turn 18? So, 93? Uh, so, 90, 92. Okay, 92. gotcha. So, yeah, no, so, I, it wasn't wasn't big money then, but it would have been, you know, enough. Five-year deal, I would have been on like 200 grand for the whole deal. Yeah, probably the whole deal, yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, but Oh, again, you could have played in the 93 flag. But see, I would have, I would have tanked that. <laughs> I, I would have, I actually, no, I would have played exactly how Carlton would have played that day. Yeah. Uh, terrible. <laughs> and handed the, handed the game over. So yeah, uh, it was a bit of an incident. I, a few choice words, yep, pushed yep. him through, pushed him through one window and all of a sudden there's a police report. So <laughs> I apologize profusely. I know it's tough to be a junior umpire and you shouldn't have to, you know, pay for decisions you made 30 years ago. So yeah, that my was... heartfelt apology and... I'm happy to say the first eulogy. So Michael Christian, Adam, uh, 
it was a it's a grown daughter's game. So like, she's yes. over eighteen, isn't she? Like, uh, oh, I, I didn't I didn't know that. I, I oh, that's what, a, that's the impression I got because it was like old old Melbourne grammar versus old sculpture or something. Oh, and you don't think that they'd have junior women's teams? I don't think they would. They're old. Like they they're meant to be kind of for adults. Adults, I suppose. Yeah. I think I think I think it was I think she's grown, a grown lady. Yeah. So so if you're if you're a grown woman and your dad's out there arguing for you, you'd be like, "Dad, fucking put your head in." Well, there's that one thing too. Yeah, yeah. But he um he he went over to the umpire and he said that they're missing sling tackles. Yes. And so he and and people made the point. You know, he's been studying sling tackles for at least a good three weeks now. And he knows sling tackles. <laughs> yeah. If anyone knows sling tackles, yeah. it's it's Michael Christian. And the umpire said, "I um you know that's your opinion." And he said, "Well, I'm right." Uh, and so yeah. then. Uh, and I think that was pretty much it. Like, there wasn't much more than that in terms of, like, the confrontation with the umpire. There was no window throwing through or anything no. like that. <laughs> no, no. There was no waiting calm. in a backyard or anything <laughs> like that. It was very calm. And then it all kicked up all hell. Um, I think it was... Uh, I think. I mean, you got to wonder when Robbo's the voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> but the umpire got nodded. He got on the radio and he talked about how... He, he's, I think the quote was here, it gets up my goat, which i gotta got to tip my hat to using the phrase gets up my yeah. goat. You don't want anyone getting up your goat. And then Tom Elliott on Throw W, John Elliott's uh, son, uh, mm. said that he should be fired. Christian said should, oh, should resign, and if not, um, Gil should fire him. So question without, wanted him out. Question without notice, mate. Should well, he I be do. fired? Uh, no, I, I don't think it was like too much of a heated argument, but also... What Michael Christian gets up to on his spare time uh, does not affect me. Okay, well, does that also... Uh, should Michael Christian be at a a game on his own time? This man, he's supposed to be... If there's an incident on a Friday night, he's got to be uh, delivering suspensions on the Saturday. Yeah, yeah, put it under the microscope straight away. Yeah, should he be allowed any free time? Mm. Like, his weekends are owned by the AFL. He's the match review officer, the I- inaugural one. Are you saying this hurts the integrity of the game? I can never believe anything Michael Christian says from <laughs> here on in. Because I go, how do I know that you even saw that incident? Yeah, yeah. You're having free time, you, mate. You're having a good time. Yeah, you're at your daughter's game. You probably, I was going to say you're having a couple of cans, but he's at the ammo, so there's no drinking. He's probably had a couple of cans before he goes in, yeah, as, yeah, I, or maybe, as yeah, I would Sneak do. it in, get a flask, you know, put it in a, put it in a container right. of some type. <laughs> Or, if you like the games that I went to, you go, oh, are you drinking a 1.25 litre bottle of Coke? You yeah, go, just oh. on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go, it looks very diluted. It's a lot go, of Coke. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's very it's, pale it's, brown. It's Is that new brown? <laughs> <laughs> it's very tainted. It's very tainted, my, ju- my Coke. Almost said another product that's totally unrelated to that. <laughs> uh, so it's all, it blew over pretty quickly, though. It blew over pretty quickly. Well, I, I think, you know what he should have done? He should have suspended himself. Ah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. For two weeks, he yep. pleads guilty to himself early, mm-hmm. down yeah. to one. And uh, and and if and usually they're filming those kind of games as well. So if there was footage yeah. of it, he could scour through the footage of the confrontation with the umpire and then give us a breakdown of what he did wrong. And you know which vision is the key in this? Behind the goals. <laughs> <laughs> That's never existed before, has it? It's always, it's always. Oh, it's the behind the goals vision that got him. You have a look at the behind the goals. You can't see it clearly. He's fucking been done by the behind the goals vision. Why did we only just get cameras behind the goals yeah, in yeah. the, in the what seventy years has been broadcast? Yeah, they've yeah. only just thought to put some 
from the shit seats. Yeah, and not only in the game do they kind of have it, but also the uh, isn't all the coaching about the behind the goals um, camera now as well. I mean that that's the one that tells the truth. You can't hide from anything. You can't say uh, I I ducked my head, I jibbed it. You go I I, I didn't. I go mate. Behind the goals the footage does not lie. The BTG. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Not the behind the goals. Yeah, mate. Ah, oh, fuck. You got me. I didn't, I didn't know they were filming. <laughs> we're always filming behind the goals, mate. <laughs> no matter what you do, mate, behind the goals, <laughs> it will catch you They should every do that. For, like, if you want to home security or something like that, just put up, set up little, a few little goalposts, and they'll just catch every single thing that happens. You know what you do? Okay, to, to further that, that's a great idea. You just paint a set of goalposts on the lens. So no matter what where the camera is, it's looking through the goalpost. You know the um the footage, I was actually watching it the other day, it's actually quite quite nice now, but the um they've kind of spruced it up, but the footage of man walking on the moon back in um sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what they had up on the moon? <laughs> no. A few goalposts. <laughs> really? <laughs> Crystal clear shot. Well, so there's a lot of stuff you couldn't see, but you go, check out Neil Armstrong from the Behind the Gold Vision. <laughs> you go, he's fucking elbowed Buzz Aldrin in the face, uh, right in the helmet. What? That's what Zapruder needed. He needed, <laughs> he needed some goals. <laughs> We'd have caught them by now. We'd have caught them. Oh, behind the grassy. If he had been behind the grassy goals, <laughs> then we've got a fucking killer. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, welcome. New running joke to the show. Yes, oh, don't you love this? Now, uh, just just for the listeners out there, I am, of course, in the uh, luscious Wayne Jackson Studios. You are at the Rod Carter Studios in Sydney, and we are doing this from behind the goal vision. Mm. Yeah, on Facebook. Linked up. I, um, the technological link up. Now, uh, mm. the baggers, mate, they got towed up. They did get towed up. Talk and I think it. what... Well, I think Hobart... Is a fortress. <laughs> I don't think anyone can argue with that. I mean, any time. I don't think there's behind the goal visions down at uh, at Bell Reeve because it's too close to the fucking ground. Like that that end where uh, the grandstand is basically like straight up. For, if you do a line up from the boundary, mm-hmm. that's where the uh, the corporates are. And I think as a travelling team, that's intimidating because you know when you get a Joe the Goose. Right, mm-hmm. and you barrel that up into the third tier. Yeah, yeah. You're too worried about: Am I going to smash some glass? Smash Is that going to hurt people hurt behind people. that? Yeah, yeah. How's that going to ricochet? What if I kick it low? Is it going to come back at me? Am I going to injure the back of the goal umpire's head? All that's going through your head, and so you can't play uh, your normal game. I can. And that's why North Melbourne uh, play that ground so well because they know how to operate it. I can never quite remember in in Hobart and Launceston which one's the the beer town. They both have a different beer they drink. Can you remember? Uh, so it's I'm like one's Bogues and Cascade or something? One's Cascade. Yeah. I think the Cascade Brewery is Lonnie. Okay. I'm sure we'll get that uh, yeah, we'll sure get, get corrected that fixed yeah. up for us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're going to be kicking the ball into a, you know, I mean, also, it's a very lovely beer. You don't want to be kicking through a window and just ruining someone's night out. Yeah, a bit of Cascade Lager. Someone, delicious drop, actually. Someone, you know, from the Cadbury factory who's been, you know, tapped oh, on the shoulder by the, by the, the you know, CEO saying, hey, you've been working hard for us for 35 years. I want to treat you to a spectacular <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah, Carlton yeah. North. Hey, can we get close? Oh, mate. <laughs> mate. Almost too close. <laughs> can I press up against the glass? Mate, you can do what you want. It's safe as houses. Well, it's a bit of a week of uh, sh- uh, low scores by the fact that the Blues only got 30. The Lions, 17 points all up. They nearly got towed up by 100 points against Richmond. 
Yeah, can I can I just say like everyone is everyone is heavily uh, picking on the the Blues, and another reason that you might not kick heavily, uh, hard at the goals is what if there's like a, a Mona a Mona has lent one of their exhibitions oh, on the on the wall and maybe in the corporate. Yeah, 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 and you you put a footy right through you know two hundred thousand dollar piece of artwork yeah, as sure, a footballer. Sure. You can't have that in your conscience. Yeah, that, but a uh, piece of artwork that may or may not just be a sculpture of boobs, considering it's Mona. Well. Yeah, but they're lovely boobs, mate. Yeah. Oh, Peter, well, Peter, uh, Peter Singer's euthanasia kit <laughs> gets destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Piss Christ. You never know what's in there. Uh, can I just say, what has been overlooked in all this? Everyone is having a go at Carlton. North Melbourne are a very, very good team. I mean, mm-hmm. if they're not in top two calculations, then I will walk home. They, I mean... you walk home? Okay. Oh, yeah, all the way from Wayne Jackson Studio. That is the threat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, once Attlee gets hold of you, if Sean Attlee cuts loose, you know you're fucked. I mean, when North Melbourne reject Jed Anderson gets high 20s and uh, 12 contested uh, possessions, then Jed you Anderson. know. You know you're in for a tough afternoon. I'm glad he's getting a few games, actually, Jed, now, and getting, getting a bit of the ball. I met him yep. maybe in 2013, went to a Hawthorne function, like a, like a player sponsorship function at the G. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think Lehman and a few mates had kind of flung a few bucks, and Jed Anderson was their guy. And so we had a bit of a chat with him. He just had a baby. And so, oh, lovely. Yeah, lovely. Nice. Um, but I'm glad he's getting a bit of the ball now and getting a few games. Yeah, they're doing really well. So that, that's been overlooked in this. I know uh, the Carlton fans, they're coming for Brendan Bolton. They're, you're not seeing any effort. But I think when, when all this comes down to it, perhaps it's time to move on the boot starter. I mean, <laughs> we know, you know, it goes down to him. And if we have a change from the bottom... <laughs> then that will, uh, you know, uh, filter up. Yeah, you sure, got to have a good sure, foundation. Sure. It's like a, everyone it's, says it's kind of the opposite of trickle down econ- economics. Yes, trickle yeah. up, change yeah, the bottom, they say. trickle up. Yeah, uh, all the way down to the bootstutter is the way we're going to do our, uh, you know, our review. Well, yeah. fucking start from him. There's your foundation. Get rid of him. Fucking <laughs> idiot. Uh, and then also there's Hawthorne and Melbourne, and um, the D's kicked, I think, one goal after quarter time. The D's were not fantastic. Which, which I, were, I don't know if you know this, Adam. That often means you're not a very good chance to win. Well, it depends on how well you go in the first quarter. If you can, <laughs> That's a good point. If you can put, uh, you know, 18, 19 goals up, and yeah, then you sure. can just, you know, take the foot off, put the guys on the bench. Clayton Oliver, to the bench. It's okay. <laughs> Maxie Gorn, rest him. We're fucking towed up, these idiots. But the big surprise, obviously, would have been Carlton. I mean, sorry, Collingwood on Friday night. They absolutely towed up Adelaide in Adelaide. That's unheard well, that- of. Yeah, that was kind of incredible. Although, uh, I was reading that I think Collingwood kind of travel okay, but have Adelaide just... Uh, are they shell-shocked from last year's grand final, do you think? No, Has mate, it it's into the camp. Heads? It's the pre-season camp. Yeah. If you're running well, Tex laps... Walker... And someone's playing uh, the Richmond theme song, you know, on rotation, you're going, mm. come on, mate. I can't concentrate. If you're... I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know if you've ever been... Uh, taken to the Gold Coast and then put on a bus and blindfolded, it can fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I pay for that shit. I mean, they I've talk had about it regularly happen. They talk about stuff like the, you know, there was stuff happening with Indigenous players. Like, it sounds mental. Like, the, the Indigenous players were angry because there was... Uh, it, the details are kind of sketchy, but, but yeah. it just sounds absolutely crazy. Just, hey, well, it's clearly affected. Me, mm. As a bloke said to me years ago, who wasn't a football fan, he was like, hey, it's a ball. You pick it up, you kick it. Mm. They need to get back to that, Adam. Back to basics, you think? Tex Walker back has just basics. lost. 
He's lost his mojo. He's lost his yeah. stance. He he. Uh, and I I don't I don't say this lightly. He pulled out of a contest on Friday Ooh. night. And Hello. That, he, you know what? He didn't. They said, you know what he'd like to do? He'd like to have that moment back. Because that's when you know when other commentators go. He'd like to have that back. He'd love to have it back. Because he looked up. You know, he looked he, up for to see to see contact coming, t- and he went, "Oh, maybe not." Can you take me through the um, scenario, like just before you like kind of paint the picture of how Tex Walker is soft? Yep. And a squib. And oh, totally. Just, so just elaborate. So next yeah, time yeah, yeah. you might bump into him, he might have that information on hand. So basically, what happened was. Um, the ball was in front of him. And there was a Collingwood player coming to a, towards him, and he, like the four-year-old girl that he is, he let out a little squeal, and uh, a little bit of wee went in his shorts, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then uh-huh. he had to get. Uh, he kind of like fainted like one of those goats that now get a fright <laughs> and fall over on the golfs. Yeah, oh, oh mate, that, that's even more damning. <laughs> they actually had to burn the tapes because that was so embarrassing. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So Adelaide, are, uh, they're in disarray. Bryce Gibbs, he probably wants to go back to Carlton. Hey, I'll tell you what's in disarray, Adam. Mm. Perth Stadium. That's oh, my favourite stadium. It's an what, ab- what's, what's absolute your beef? mess. It's dangerous, Adam. It's dangerous. Mm. Mm. It took uh, the scalps of two Geelong players last weekend, yeah. not, the, not the weekend past, the weekend before, with their dangerous signs on the uh, boundary. Well, the LED, the LED glass on the... And, and who would have thought? I mean, you just... It, you've got to feel for Perth Stadium. They go, we'll put... What we'll do is we'll put, we'll put glass TV screens all around the boundary. Mm-hmm. And you go, is that, is that at player height? Oh, fuck yeah. Like, if you're running out, you put your arm out. It's at that height. They go, perfect. That's where the players need to see the signage as they're running <laughs> off. And so Zach Tui uh, put his hand in. And you could see instantly he cut it and he was trying to hide it so the umpire wouldn't send him off. Yep, shake, dog. But, Yep. Yeah, but then Mark Blixabs kind of fell into it, almost hit his head, and he had 14 stitches in his elbow and arm. Yeah, well, Tui had a bunch as well. I could, um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty dangerous. And uh, I think one of the recommendations, they put Perspex glass over it, which, I mean, I'm no engineer, but that's never going to work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> isn't it funny, though, when you go to grounds now, like the whole, the whole boundary line is like now your own little entertainment show, isn't it? Like yeah, it's yeah, changing it's... every five minutes. I remember back it's in the annoying. day, like, people would hang signs over the, over it. Like there was a Hawthorne sign in '83 that kind of went around the boundary. That yeah. kind of people would have to spend hours and hours, you know, putting tape up and all that kind of jazz. And, and yet, th- still, I knew that I wanted to smoke Winfield Reds. <laughs> like the signage still got through, but they still allowed it. It still it was a good balance that we had back then. Or the uh, one now of um, I can't remember the car brand, which means it's probably not a great pro- great uh, campaign. But it was like you, you raced the car. Around oh, the I don't think I've line. seen that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. So, so it's a bit of entertainment while you're watching the footy. Yeah, I think it's about, or is like during about the quarter 75 metres or so that you kind of, uh-huh. yeah, you race the car. And the person always seems to win, even though, the, you know, I get the feeling the car could beat them, but that's a different story. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're saying it's rigged. Hey, well, like, hey, hey, I would not make accus- accusations about yeah. this car promotion that is clearly rigged. <laughs> and so the Gold Coast, uh, finally, after spending two weeks in Perth, Get to go back to Metricon, so or they, actually, they get to move back into Metricon because you know, like because they're based there. Mm. Sorry, the bomb shelter. Well, I don't know where I get Metricon from. Uh, even their um, administration had to get out of there for the Com Games, so they're no working out of. Sh- yeah, well, because everything's there, and um, I guess you couldn't get access in these two weeks because 
They've got a shit opening ceremony. You can't be just tapping away at work. Yeah, going, fucking sure. hell, can they? Going out there, can you fucking keep that down? Well, I mean, I did find it funny. It was Joanna Griggs last night on the coverage. She was saying, I have Ooh. never seen, you know, the stands this empty kind of halfway through a ceremony. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like um, <laughs> have, you been to, have you been to a Suns-Giants match, mate? <laughs> yeah. It, it can happen, Joanna. <laughs> it can happen. So basically, uh, they're pulling up uh, everything that's in there. They're taking up the athletics track. They're laying down new grass in May, and they will finally be back playing there in June. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's going to be weird as a player to not be at your home ground till round 12. Well, I kind of wonder where they move to as well because it's not like the, the kind of organisation you just kind of, you know, pack up and go into, you know, a small thing. You've got to plan that. There'll be a lot of people. And also, you know, the training grounds as well. Um, I don't know, did they set up in Cavill Avenue? Could you go down the street on a Wednesday at 11 a.m. see Gary Ablett handing out a few handballs? Gary Ablett? I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah, of course, hey, not Gary Ablett. But, um, no, um, wait a second. The Geelong Cav- champion. Cav- Cav- wait a second. Cavill Avenue, 11 a.m. on a Wednesday. It's uh, Gary Ablett. Senior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, g'day, Mr. Ablett. What are you doing here? <laughs> oh, I'm just waiting. Uh, I read my friend. Oh, Ricky, there you are. Toot toot. Yes to you, mate. Good stuff. <laughs> oh. I can't believe so, I uh, got that wrong. So it's been a big week for um, for stadiums, though. The MCG mm. is mm. going to have the grand final until twenty fifty seven. Is that right? Twenty fifty seven. Yeah, pretty incredible. Like, what's that? because uh, they had it, I think, until twenty forty two. Is that right? Oh, so they just added fifteen years to it. Okay. Uh, okay. but I might be a yeah, correct us if I'm wrong on that. But I think they did have it for a fair while. Yeah. And now they've extended to twenty fifty seven and. Do you think that I could potentially have my MCC membership by then? Yeah, I reckon you'll be on board by then. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean, this is fantastic. If you play your cards right, and no man, I'm not forced to uh, have a meeting with a few people. <laughs> say, look, unsavory character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should hear what he did to a junior umpire. <laughs> but I think I don't know, man. Like the kind of thing. I mean, it's a long time to kind of book it in for. What is it? Another forty years or so. It's a long yeah. time to book it in for, but at the same time, there is no other ground that has 100,000 people. Uh, it has do, been there you forever. Need, you know, you know you when you come into the competition, it would be played there. Yeah. No, no that's a very fair point, actually. Do, do you reckon they have to tick a box? Are you happy to play the grand finals at the MCG? And yeah, it's sort of like well, one that, of those ones. If you don't tick it, you can't get in. Yeah, yeah, sure, too. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think it's the, it's the home of football. It should be there forever uh, until something better comes along. What about Monica? What if they added a couple of tiers to Monica? I mean, I've did you see how windy it was there in the weekend? Yeah. I've changed my mind, Monica, straight away. Yep. Not even with the renovations. Just Monica now. Imagine well, that, travelling to Canberra in September. Ooh, beautiful. Ah, that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> beautiful spring day in Canberra. Yeah, probably say, I'm assuming Parliament would be sitting. Oh, dude, the tourism. Oh, what? A, I mean, people love to make a weekend of it. What What better place than Canberra to make a weekend for the grand final? You show up, you go to the Mint, take a little yep. bit of a walk around Walter Burley Griffin, yeah, pop yep. into Parliament, do a tour. If they're not sitting, you can do a tour and also you can just wander in. Go, g'day, Hinchy. G'day, Pauline Hanson. How are you? Oh, g'day. Yeah. We can yeah. catch it up. We can match it up with our old friend Richard Di Natale. From yeah. the uh, post-grand final show last year. Oh, there's so many different oh, things you can Peter Dutton, have you met Alira Alira? Is he allowed to stay? That kind of stuff. <laughs> and of course, it's you got the Imperial War Museum. Treat. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. But the other ground that's getting the uh, the up the upgrade, and 
We've been talking about this for quite some time. We knew it was getting a running track around the outside, and hmm. apparently it's getting it's getting more than just uh, a running track. Is it's, Eddie had stayed? It's getting a it's, it's getting a steeple steeple chase uh, pool. <laughs> How good would that be? <laughs> so this is what it, the they say. So the pitching, I think it was two hundred twenty five million dollar upgrade of Eddie yeah. had Stadium, the precinct. So they're going to freeze ticket prices and keep footy affordable for the for the fans, mate, for the families, for the families. Um, but they say the focus will be on improving fans' viewing with better seating for the footy and other major events that are going to be on the bottom level. Now, how can they improve your view? Like, I'm not what quite are they sure. Gonna, yeah. What can they change? The like, only... apart from apart from not having Carl, the only thing better for my view is if Carlton weren't playing there. The only thing I can think of is like the people who sit right up next to the scoreboards at either end. So they're kind of on a bit of a corner, a bit of a structured yeah. view. But I've never been an idiot and be like, oh, I can't fucking see, can't see shit. I, fucking, I don't know why I'm talking like Terry Wallace, but I'm going to spew up. <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't quite understand that. And um, I don't know, man. And also, like, if you're one of those people that sits up in that third tier next to the scoreboard, fuck you. Yeah. Get there earlier. Get in the bottom level. Get yeah, fuck off. Pay I don't care about scratch, you. Mate. We're not we're not putting two hundred and twenty five million bucks into it just so you can fucking see better. But how how much does that uh, Daniel Andrews uh Labour crew just fucking love chucking money at the AFL and like, oh yeah, grand final, yeah, we get a public holiday the day before. <laughs> oh, what's that? Yep. What's that? You want money for a stadium? Oh, here we go. <laughs> People in Melbourne love football. <laughs> I, I don't I don't like this attitude. <laughs> That you've got. I quite enjoy this public holiday, my friend. And also they're saying... So I don't think I've ever had the chance to uh, take advantage of it. Of the public holiday? Yeah, yeah. Where have you been? So 2015, was that the first public holiday? Yes, we've only had it twice. Yeah, and there was some... Oh, no, we've been 2016 then and 2017, yeah. I don't know, maybe... Yeah, I've never had the chance to take advantage of it. Where were you for the Bulldogs Sydney grand final? Oh, you're very well, maybe busy. interstate, yeah. I've got a lot going on, Adam. Um, and last year. And it says they're going to offer better seating for the footy. Now, I actually think, once again, that it's a pretty comfortable stadium in terms of co- comparably to anything you sat on in the, you know, in the 80s or the 90s with yeah, the wooden yeah, the seats beach. and all yeah, that sort of bench. shit. Yeah. I would say that, what, what can they do? I mean, I know it's, it's, uh, it's got a roof. So if you close Ralph. It's got a Ralph, yeah. Then you can put, uh, maybe it could be cushioned. Because if it's never going to rain in there, you don't. You oh, can, yeah. You can you can have cushions in there. Well, but maybe I mean, they give you a cushion as you come in. The main thing would be to broaden seats because we're, we're all getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So they're kind of caught in that predicament where they they want to have as many seats as they possibly can, but also, yeah, the uncomfortableness comes more from the more portly yeah. of this world rubbing up against each other. So basically, uh, they'll go a um, Colin. Like, can you can you come in? We just need some measurements. Can you sit in this for an yeah. hour? No, 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 no. I'll tell you what they do. And then they go, <laughs> sorry, go on. Go on. Oh, can you sit in this for an hour? How, how does it feel? Do you feel like, um, you know, here's a credit card. Get on your phone. Do whatever you have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, book yourself into whatever you want, mate. But just sit in there for an hour. So let us know how you feel. And then they'll go to the past player section where they're building that. And they'll just go, hey, Lance. <laughs> Do you want to come in and just... <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, all right, Lance can't get through the turnstile. So, uh, can you swing open those gates for Lance, please? 
Hey, the Tigers are going off the charts, man. They've they've hit ninety thousand members. The first team to ever do that. It's quite incredible, incredible. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. And having watched the game against Brisbane uh, on Saturday, when it was it was uh, ridiculously bad weather in Melbourne, mm-hmm. amazingly, uh, all ninety thousand didn't turn up. <laughs> so Richmond would have been like, "Whoo, lucky, lucky." I mean, because we have ninety thousand. I'm not saying we don't. But lucky they all didn't want to come today. Like, like it was still on the end one of school day. holidays. Yeah, yeah. Because they could, they would. Because yeah. they love their team and they're legit. It's just a coincidence that they didn't all uh, turn up on the one theorist. day. What happens if they all turn up? Can I don't think they, they can get in. I think, uh, well, if the yeah. MCC is like, what, 35,000? I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. And then the rest, it's like, it's going to be, you know, a battle out the front when all 90,000 members show up at the same time. So that's um, why we need bigger stadiums to allow for Richmond fans, basically. Another level on the MCG, pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yep. I mean, another level on every stadium around the country. I mean, because well, they travel. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's time we did do a bit of a rebuild down in Hobart. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that. I'm, I know you love the corporate scene down there, but. I think it's time we need to add another level. Just just on the off chance Rich, Richmond head down there for for a Friday night in uh in the middle of the winter. Yeah, uh, I hear what you're saying, but also then, I mean, the infrastructure that's got to go with that to to ferry ninety thousand members yep. to Hobart. Yeah, that's like, a lot of spirit of Tasmania. Yeah, or a Virgin equipped. Yeah. That's like yeah. that's like planes. That's like you know trying to get people out of Saigon at the fall of the Vietnam War. You know that's just you like, do, it's incredible. <laughs> you got to do like where they they do during the World Cup and have like pop up um, courtrooms. Yeah, <laughs> when they arrest them, then like two days later, they're like, "You're gone." Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, it's great for Richmond. Don't get me wrong, and congratulations to them to have ninety thousand members paid up and can go to the footy at any stage. I just don't know if they've thought it through. They should peg it back a bit. Is, is Hawthorne second on that list? Uh, that's a good question. I think we might be. The one team that's not giving the numbers is uh, Collingwood. Collingwood, yeah. They appear and... to be a bit reticent in giving across their numbers. Now, I, 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 I imagine it's because the numbers are so good mm. that they want to make a big announcement. You know, when like about June or so when the cutoff happens? Uh-huh. I think Collingwood just want to make the big announcement and say, hey, guys, Things are going awesome. Things are going yep. fine. Eddie's doing a terrific job. Oh, what's that? It's a thing signed and written by Eddie McGuire. <laughs> 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 Full support of Nathan Buckley and the board. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Collingwood appeared to be the team that doesn't want to give their numbers. And you know what I was surprised at too was uh, Melbourne had a surprise. And I think Melbourne had a surprisingly low uh, membership base because for a team that's you know just about to push for the eight, except for the weekend, you know they fell apart. But that would be. I imagine, because of MCC membership. I think you're right. Yeah, Melbourne, I think, had a banner on the weekend saying they'd hit 40,000. Yes, they were so up to about 42. Like a, yeah, appealing to the crowd, you know, you know, congratulations, you know, we, we've hit 40,000. But that's the yeah. thing, though, I mean, that, that's, that's the gap between the rich and the poor, like, just that membership thing. Like, every member, I don't know, average it out to, like, 100 bucks. I don't know what, it, you know, it's different for every kind of club. I know I've got, like... Yeah. 
I don't know what I paid for them, but it's like nothing ridiculous. It's more of a donation. And then, but then you oh, average that out. I'm like, no, oh, well, <laughs> I'm doing very well, Adam. Let's not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea, like, you know, to have the difference between 90,000 people, you know, chucking in 100, let's just say that, to yeah, 40,000 yeah. people chucking in 100, that's that's when you can buy those, you know, anti-gravity running machines. Like, it's, um, mm. yeah, the, the gaps. Adam, in the words of Midnight Oil, the rich get richer, mm. the poor get the picture. Do they? Hmm. Fuck, they, they know this stuff. But again, would you say, I would say a lot of Hawthorne supporters would have MCC membership as well. But do you oh, think yeah. they get both? Uh, what, you think Melbourne supporters get both or Hawthorne supporters get both? I think Melbourne supporters don't. I think they're either MCC and don't get a membership as well. Because gotcha, they, they gotcha. haven't got... Because you can't negative gear your Melbourne <laughs> membership. And so they're like, well, fuck that. If there's no tax break on it, then I'm not fucking supporting this team. I go, I watch... Um, but you, I've know, got f- you know when Melbourne are up and about, that uh, bottom deck of the MCC yeah, yeah. is chockers and they've got a lot of voice. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I've got a feeling too, I think there might be a box you tick to the MCC where they fling the club a bit of money. I'm pretty certain that okay. they fling them something. I don't know what that might be. Yeah. But I think to make up for the clubs that probably complained and said, hey, you know, people are buying this one and not our one. And so uh, yeah. maybe the MCC went, um, yeah, we'll... Um, We'll look after you in some way. I'm not totally having watched, sure. having watched the Melbourne Hawthorne game uh, yesterday. Um, one thing stood out to me, and you know I watch a lot of footy, but it really stood out yesterday is uh, the amount of players that don't have mouth guards. Oh, dude, Clayton dude. Oliver, Clayton Oliver didn't have a mouth guard. Your guy Hardwick, I don't know his first name, with the mullet, he looks like he looks like he doesn't give a fuck about teeth. Uh, I can't believe that. That's the first thing I would do. Maybe maybe they're like, ah, I got health insurance, whatever, like through the club. I'll be fine. But yeah, yeah. no, teeth. Oh, teeth, teeth worry me. Anything teeth-related, I can't do it. Do you remember gagging on your first mouth guard when you were little? Wait a second. <laughs> I, don't, don't, I said don't. mouth guard, mate. I don't care how you got your game. <laughs> I don't care how you got your best and fairest. No, I don't think I've kind of gagged. I don't found it. I, I think it was more a case of like, um, as I got older, I didn't go through like the get a proper one. You know, in terms of like when I got to like playing footy when I was over eighteen, you never um, got the proper molded one. Well, I suppose actually it's more a case of like someone else was paying for it when I was a kid, and yeah. um, and I wasn't paying for it. Uh, well, I did want to pay for it when I was a uh, grown up playing around in the amateurs, but um, yeah. So I'd go to like and get the chemist one, where yeah, and then you put it in the hot water. Like, yeah, yeah, and you bite into it, and you get the feeling like if I get bumped pretty hard, this is going straight down my throat. <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, um, our social media blew up during the week, Adam. We just touch it on briefly, and uh, mm. it wasn't people saying, "Hey, you do a great show." No, not at all. Uh, it was another Guardian article about uh, the inventor of chicken salt. Yeah, so they found him. They've actually tracked down the inventor of chicken salt. Ran a chicken now, shop in Gawler in Adelaide, I believe. How does he not have a statue outside the Adelaide Oval? That's a really good question, man. That's a really good question. Okay, that's the campaign from now on. We need to get a statue of this bloke. Uh, I'll give you his At name. the end of the footbridge. You know, just as you're crossing the footbridge, you think, this can't get any better. Yeah. Fuck, I love this ground. I love this city. You cross it. And you're like, what's that shadow? Is that is that, uh, is that Blighty? No, he must be closer to the ground. Is that is that the guy who ran the Adelaide uh, Crows postseason or preseason uh, camp who played the Richmond theme? Like, no, I don't think it's that dude. Yeah. It's Peter Brinkworth. Is it a Corns? Peter Brinkworth. Peter Brinkworth. He worked in a chicken shop. Mm. And 
and he would do things and then eventually created chicken <laughs> salt. Look, it's a hell of a read. <laughs> <laughs> no, here we go. His original chicken salt included onion powder, garlic powder, celery salt, paprika, chicken bouillon, bouillon and uh-huh, uh-huh. monosodium glutamate. Well, that kind of adds, that, that, put, that puts a bit of a dark pale over the kind of... That's MSG. Fun. Oh, there we go. Over the fun uh, little flavours we had right there. And, and you know, the man's become a legend. The man's become well, a legend. Well, he's a fucking legend. Yeah, you should. I think it's a shame. I think it's disappointing that uh, it took until 2018 for us. To he should be it. a, yeah, he should be a household name. He should be like, why is your cholesterol through the roof, <laughs> and you're taking you all this medication? Yeah, yeah. You go, oh, it's Peter Brinkworth. Oh, Bricky. <laughs> why are you 29? You've had three heart attacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the chicken salt man. He should and never have to pay for a bucket of chips again in his life. There's one thing here, man, and we'll wrap up shortly, I reckon. But um, mm. the idea of um, the GWS. I love this idea. You can, are you, do you love it? I'm concerned about it. Well, no, I love it because, okay, so uh, they have dropped the location from its name, like unofficially. So this is what they want mm. everyone to know them as. They don't want to be known as the Greater Western Sydney Giants. They just want yeah. to be known, it says here, Want to be referred to simply as Giants. The Giants, yeah. And preferably in capital letters. So not just Giants. They want to be Giants. Oh, have they actually made that point? Well, yeah, it wants to be in capital letters. Preferably so you in can't capital just letters. Say, I see it right there. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So now anytime they go, oh, uh, you know, Carlton be Giants this weekend, <laughs> I think all commentators need to get on board, as every junk timer should. And that's how they will be referred to at the you know from here on in but here's one thing i find interesting in this article on afl.com it says afl.com.au understands there are no plans for the giants to officially scrap the gws name altogether like they're kind of playing their cards as like we're like an investigative journalism team right here and it's like oh are you shutting down the af the team <laughs> but i'm the, saying the woodwood and bernsteins <laughs> at fucking afl.com.au it's not fucking spotlight team fucking going at it but i'm also like well you fucking you've you fucking organization that owns the fucking club like they run it like just go just pop into the gill's office be like hey gill um are they <laughs> scrapping the jdos and be like I can or cannot reveal that. <laughs> it's like they kind of paint themselves as like, you know, hey, AFL super sleuths have been going around like deep throating. Like <laughs> it's like Kevin Sheedy rocking up in a in a in a raincoat in a car park going a uh, little heady rumor. Uh Giants. <laughs> <laughs> can I just say that that you are sullying uh some of the some of the great uh journalists down there like uh, Nathan Schmook it's a household name. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Okay. And I, th- I just think that uh, you probably owe them an apology. Like if uh, w- if they they would have put a call in to the Giants and just said, is this official or unofficial? And they go, it's, it's unofficial. But we, we no, like, how the fuck it. do you know this shit, man? This could bring down yeah. the government. Shit, man. Kevin to yourself. Oh, dude, dude we're going to be I hosting the grand final in 2058 at Monica. You can't do this to us. <laughs> I just think that uh, because remember that it says here in the article the kangaroos the North Mel remember North Melbourne who we 
abandoned the name North Melbourne for mm. eight long years, 99 to 2007, it says here in the article. Yeah. And I remember that. I remember being lost. When people say, who's the team in uh, the, the Royal Blue and the White Stripes? You'd be mm. like, it's North Melbourne. I mean, fuck, kangaroos. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. And it was embarrassing mm. as a football fan. Mm. But they did it officially, and then they reverted back. So this unofficial thing, I mean, if I'm at a ground and I'm saying, you know, I hate the Giants, and people are like, what, what's wrong with you? And you're like, oh, they, well, they unofficially would prefer we said it like that, but people are like, you fucking, they've got to come out and just own it. I like to think we get to a stage where like, people tap you on the show and go, um, excuse me, sir, it's, uh, it's not politically correct to call them the racial <laughs> Western Sydney Giants. They are the yeah. Giants! <laughs> It'll happen. I, I think we'll, we'll get the message through eventually, so we'll get there. Uh, I think we might have one or two footballers in real life. Yeah. Let me have a quick little look. Hey, before we get to footballers in real life, can I just yeah. talk up the fact, and we haven't said enough about this, but you created a show for Fox Footy called The Beep Test. It's a comedy footy quiz on Fox Footy. If, uh, if you've seen it, if you've got Foxtel and you've got Fox Footy, uh, give it a run. Michael came up with it. You, you never pump yourself up. I want to pump it up because it's, uh, it's a fun show. Well, and you're going to be on it on um, uh, Wednesday night, 9pm on Fox yeah. Footy. Uh, Does it get much of a rerun? I actually haven't seen it uh, you know, in the reruns and stuff like that. Does it they give a bit of a replay? It apparently does, yeah, yeah. My Fox was actually broken, um, and so and it's the kind of thing where you come home and you're like, oh, cool, I'll call them up to uh, get it done, and it's like, you're a rich Fox though, we're shut. <laughs> and then trying to get on the app and stuff like that. But I think it's kind of a run over the week in terms of like uh, repeats, you know, how they do it. Um, well, you probably, created pro- a actually, show. Probably, probably due to popular demand, I think you'll find. Yeah, actually. okay. Probably popular yeah. demand. I'm trying to. Re- so, yeah, okay. if you have Fox Footy, check it out, please. Yeah, uh, Wednesday, 9 o'clock. Adam's going to be on there this week with Lemo and also Brian Lake and Dermot Brereton. Yeah, gonna it's going to be fun. Never heard of him, know nothing about him. No. Um, how many day does it, is it one of the questions? How many day? How many night premierships has Dermot Burton won? <laughs> Do you have? Because I know day, the answer. I know the five, bloody answer. Five day, five night tattoo. I imagine though, if we could, mm. if you could do. You know, it's it's kind of family friendly. Like, it, you know, there might be the odd, you know, swear word, you know, every now and then. Oh, yeah. But no, yeah, you, know, you can't go too too hardcore. But Are we talking about could, broken appendages? But I imagine though, if you could, if you could do kind of dermy uncut. You know, and just be like, do me, me up late. Yeah, do me up late, and just be like, dude, yeah. just tell all the stories, and yeah. don't leave any details out. Yeah, like, you know what? Yeah. Oh, you know how we could do that is in a uh, a live show. In a live show, yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, mark that down. Yes, we are Dermot going Brereton. to <laughs> interview Dermot Brereton, and we're going to ask all the questions about all of the rumors <laughs> yes. we've ever heard. Yeah. So here's one from Jonathan, footballers in real life. Hey, junk time. Uh, I was reading. I was a, so, sorry. As a student at the National Film School, afters in Moore Park, right near the SCG. You been um mm. there? It's um Fox Studios, the old Fox Studios, the Entertainment Quarter. I'm very Sydney. Uh, when I when I was studying, I'd often see Swans players training on the Oval by Anzac Parade. That's the one that I catch the little bus around. Mm-hmm. See there maybe every night, every couple of days after eight a.m. Uh, when he was still playing, Adam Goods would run Oz kick sessions with school kids there. No real surprise. However, it was strange seeing Horst Longmire and his coaching panel having meetings in the Afters Cafe. His huge frame looming over the androgynous film school students. <laughs> 
I guess Horse would feel at home there. Film students don't smile much either. The cafe is right next to the Afters Library, which got me thinking. Is the secret of the Bloods culture actually capital C culture? Does Horse love the new French New Wave? Perhaps mm. his coaching is more influenced by Werner Herzog. Does he use clips from, oh, you got me here, Fitz, Fitz Colorado as part of his pregame rev up? <laughs> or maybe the fear, hostility, and murder narration from Grizzly Man? I think these <laughs> questions need answering. Thank you, Jonathan, <laughs> for a few references that I couldn't quite pronounce. I think uh, if Jonathan sees him again, I think he needs to put all those to horse and see if when he's telling you to fuck off in real life, if he covers his mouth so the cameras can't <laughs> see it. Here we go. Go to good one too here from Ben. Uh, also, I've bladed football in real life. Over the Christmas New Year period, I was on a flight from Melbourne to Auckland as a regular aeroplane traveller for work. I am lucky enough to be at a high loyalty level for one of our major red lines in Australia. In brackets, I'm doing very well for myself. <laughs> I was raised in one of those bayside suburbs of Melbourne, but not good enough to get access to those seats at the G where you need to wear a collar. Oh, well, yeah, give me give me a call, Ben. I'll look after you. <laughs> <laughs> until until the year 2057. And therefore, got access to the front row economy with extra leg room. Nice. Uh, as I was waiting for the plebs to file into the back seats, who wanders past but none other than recently retired Richmond and Hawthorne legend Ty Vickery. Oh, Tyrone was back in row 17, sleeping most of the flight while I was swanning it in row 4, relaxing with my leg room. I was surprised that a man who reportedly earned over half a million dollars last year just to wear a football jumper with Browning... Oh, oh well, this fucking email has taken a fucking dark turn, Adam. <laughs> I think I'm I reading like it right it. here. I'm sorry, Ben. I'm sorry. I'm going to pull you up right here, Ben. No, uh, mate, please. Read it out. Please no, read it. No, I will. It says... Uh, just to wear a football jumper with brown and yellow stripes. Now, Ben, it's gold, mate. Canaries are fucking yellow. <laughs> brown and yellow stripes on the weekend could not afford a seat in business. Perhaps Clarko told him to pay his salary back and Tyron was off to walk <laughs> to visit his ex-teammate's father to work out a cash flow problem. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ben. That's very kind of you. We're going to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, the, the fucking death warrants that are out on us are just out of control. Uh, sweet. So that's uh, footballers in real life. And also a great one actually here from Craig. Uh, and it's a picture of him at the Haggis Cup in Glasgow uh, with a junk time stubby holder saying, no, oh, one chipping out, no one chipping out today. Fantastic. And don't forget the junk time uh, uh, merchandise is still available. Bigcartel.junktime.com. We're going to hit the road, do you reckon, Adam? Oh, I think we might. Hey, everyone, if you're out there and you're liking the show, we're having fun doing it. It's only round four. Why don't you get a few friends on board before the end of the season? Just give them a, man, give them a nudge. Go, hey, do you like your footy? Do you like your comedy? Fucking listen to these two dickheads. Ha, <laughs> ha. We're going to chat to you, chat, chat to you later. Sorry, I nearly choked. Uh, we are Junktime Apple Pod at Gmail, Junktime Apple Pod on Twitter and Facebook. We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Go Giants.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.